Welcome back to Your Ag Empire, where we roll up our sleeves, dig in the dirt, and uncover the secret to success in the world of agriculture. I'm your host, Jonathan Harrelson, a Texas farmer and rancher, farm risk consultant, and commodity coach. New episodes drop on Wednesdays on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube, and we'd be honored to have you as a subscriber. And today is a unique episode. One in which I've put off until I can't put off anymore. I've had several people ask about my background. And so today is going to be an episode about me. You see, I started in agriculture my whole life. I remember as far back, we had a, a large operation. I mean, we had wheat, um, we had grazing cattle, we had a background in yard, we had a cow-calf operation, we grew pecans. And... uh and it was just, it was a very diverse operation for a kid to grow up in. I loved every minute of it. The smell of diesel fuel, the sounds, the sights, the beauty around us. I loved the livestock. I loved the farming end of it. I mean, it was a, it was the greatest background for a kid to, to grow up in. And uh, as Growing Corn 2020 says, you get bit by the bug and you can't get it gone. You can't. But our family was struck with tragedy. You see, back in the 80s, we had a bank that uh, called everybody's notes due. They were shedding exposure to agriculture. And our little community got bit hard. And I remember all the families were hauling their equipment to town. And it was to be auctioned off for pennies on the dollar. And while we lost a big chunk of our farm, we were able to save some of the family farm. It's not big enough for me or my brother to go back and, and raise our families. And that's tough. But at growing up, knowing that agriculture was always going to be a part of my life, um, I went to college. I went to Texas A&M and um, studied ag development with an emphasis in animal science. I enjoyed the cattle. Anything that was bovine related, I, I studied it. I love it. Um, I think it's it's a really interesting industry to be in. Um, got out, uh, worked for Texas Farm Bureau as a, a field representative and worked in educating and lobbying on behalf of farmers and ranchers and built relationships that are everlasting. And even to this day, I still have those relationships. I uh, wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for uh, that aspect. And I think from Texas A&M uh, to Texas Farm Bureau uh, and then moving into selling chem, seed, fertilizer, everything, um, my path in life has been about relationships. It's uh, I've, I've built a wealth of, of relationships and networks that uh, even to this day, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for that. So I encourage um, the youth to spend time networking. It's, it's important. And I think it's a, it's a, this younger generation is losing that, uh, with technology. Um, the shaking a man's hand and looking him in the eye and knowing where he's at, knowing where he stands, it's worth something. And we are losing that. So I, I attribute that, uh, to being a, a big, big 
a factor in the growth that I've seen in my business life and uh, me personally. So um, as we move forward, you know, I got out, um, went through all these jobs, but deep down in my core, I still wanted to farm, you know, and, and you talk to all these guys and everybody tells you, oh, you can't start from scratch. Can't do it. Can't do it. It won't work. You know, there's no way. Can't see it. If you've got the drive and you are willing to tear up a pencil and a paper, you can do it. You can do it. Between that and having a network that is worth having, you're going to make it. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's all roses because it's not. I'll also tell you a story on how I got started. And I think it's an interesting one. You see, we uh, we had an opportunity to rent 80 acres, good farmland, good ground. And at the time, I didn't have any equipment. I didn't have anything. I did. Um, oh, <laughs> we did end up buying a 30-gallon uh, drum of Roundup. And, uh, and our goal was to burn down some stuff and any long story short china shut down the the plant and that 30 gallon drum around up went from like two or three hundred bucks to oh it was over fifteen sixteen hundred bucks and i traded a man for a disc it was a 235 john deere and i oh mm, yeah that was a that was a really tough tough time and uh, i i looking at it i just think that uh we were Young, naive. Uh, it was, it was, it was fun. Uh, you know, you just, you didn't have anything else to do. And to be quite honest, you know, going to the bar and doing any of that stuff, it just didn't seem fun. So uh, we try to build our empire. That's what we did. Uh, we had a neighbor that was going through some financial difficulties, and he was going to have to sell his tractor, and the bank was taking that tractor, and so they let us use that tractor to plow everybody's place. We plowed his up, we plowed ours, and uh, I used that 235 disc. And so our first crop we put in without a tractor that we owned, and uh, I plowed day and night. I only had a few days. I got everything in tip-top shape. And so we... Uh, we then kicked off with the old 4430 and rolled in with uh, the old eight-row planter and just tore off into the sunset. Planted corn and uh, had a drought that year, and it, I mean, we ended up bailing the corn. It didn't produce worth a darn, and uh, it, it all worked out. It all worked out. Um, I've, I've learned from everything we've done. We have bought, sold equipment, uh, bought and sold cattle, moved stuff around, shuffled things, upgraded. Um, you get to looking at, at this operation. You get to looking at the stresses that we face. And, I mean, you end up, after 10 years of being in business, you look up and you're like, golly, how did I, how did I do this? How did I borrow two and a half million bucks and grow an operation uh, buy land, do all of this, and um, and still survive. I mean, there were some low times, and we'll get into those. 
There's some really good stories. Uh, at some point, I'm probably going to write a book over it. It's it's that good. But you look back at uh, at what happened, and I talked to a young person the other day, and and they were asking like, could I could I start the way you did? And, and I told them, you know, my advice to them was, you can. And and I'm looking at it from my pri- my prism, only my perspective. Um, it would be tough in today's environment to go out to borrow that money, to buy the equipment that I have, to buy the cattle that I have, to lease the ground. Um, you know, you're going to start off in debt double what I did, and then you're expected to cash flow with prices that are, let's just say, pretty close to the same. I mean. Our cattle, yeah, obviously they're bringing, you know, probably three hundred to four hundred bucks more on a feeder calf than uh, than what we did when we started. But is that enough? Whenever you've got interest chewing through all of that for a young guy to get started, so I told him to think about an outside of the box approach in order to get started. And if you are fired up and if you've got that grit, and I think this is the huge part of the equation is when times get tough you you can't give up you can't curl up in a little ball like at the end of the day odds are you got a family you've got kids you got a wife everybody's looking up to you and you can't just curl up in a little ball that's when i relied on my network that's whenever i got in that peterbilt and i busted tail you farm during the day, you consult your producers you're working with during the day, and you jump in the Peterbilt at night and you go make money. And you do it until you've secured your empire. And I don't mean that. Like, Empire Ag was not set up to be boastful. But we spend a lifetime building our empire. And what we wanted to do was to help other producers that have gone through what we've gone through and they've been able to build a sizable operation, something that's worth keeping. And they, they just want to protect it. They want to protect it. So I spent a stint as a commodity broker for Daniel's trading. Then we got bought out by StoneX, which it was great. I enjoyed every aspect of the commodity brokerage. I just felt like I needed to help these producers in other ways. And that started with from the the them as the individual. So you'll follow our podcast and you'll see that we focus on the person. We focus on you, the individual. We want to make sure that spiritually, mentally, and physically, you are hitting on all cylinders. This is a tough industry. We use and abuse our bodies, our mind. We're always, we never shut off. How many farmers have you ever talked to that, like, they don't even know what day it is? And they'll even tell you, like, it's what is it, Tuesday or Wednesday? No, man, it's Sunday. You ought to be at church. Go home, see your family. But we get in this mindset of just work, 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 work. And it wears us down over the years. And so that's why I felt like 
We need to help them get control over their mind, their spirit, because we have to have a foundation in something. My foundation is in God, and I am unashamed of that. That is where my foundation spiritually is going to be, period. Um, but you got to have a foundation in something. And then our bodies, we, we abuse our bodies for years. And we all, we all know what it's like to have the cab flab. It's horrible. You feel bad about yourself. You're tired. You're wore out. You don't want to do anything. And I can tell you, being on the other side of this factor, where I've consistently for two years, I, I said no more. No more. That me as a person, I feel a lot better about where I'm headed in life uh, than I did 10 years ago. Physically, I feel great. Mentally, I feel great. Spiritually, I feel great. Don't get me wrong. I'll have my ups and downs just like anyone else. But I think it's important that if you are a farmer or rancher out there and you're struggling, these are three things that you need to focus on first. You need to get that in check because odds are those being out of whack are causing you to make poor business decisions. You get so wore out, so tired. Somebody comes to you, you make a decision that's going to impact you for the next five years. And honestly, if you were in the right state of mind, you probably wouldn't have gone through with that. But you were so wore out, so tired. You just said, yeah, let's just do it. Bring it. Come on, let's go. And so you saddle up, you saddle yourself up for another burden, and and it's tough. And it's an endless cycle. I've seen it time and time again. I don't care where you farm. I don't care what you farm. It's all the same. It's all the same. You know, and so then we shift, like with Empire Ag, we started shifting into helping guys with, with their business. Um, the thing about a lot of times is, we just run it like a mom and pop shop, man. I mean, it's a business and you're moving millions of dollars in and out of that account. And odds are you probably have it going in and out of your account and, and uh, which coincides with being the household account and your wife's mad because you've pulled 80 grand out for a chemical bill. And now there's nothing. And she can't go grocery shopping and she's mad and You've done this. You don't feel like you've done anything wrong. Because if it was in another account, it'd be the same thing, right? Wrong. You've got to separate out your expenses. You've got to have a formation of a business that actually resembles a business. Because it is. Most of you have got employees and do things on the up and up. Do it where it looks legit. It is legit. One, it's going to help you at the bank. Two, it's going to help your, your household finances when you get everything separated and straightened out. It's time. It is time. And for once, you just have to take control. Do it. Thanks for listening to Your Ag Empire. We are honored you spent your most valuable commodity, time, listening, and would be honored to have you subscribe wherever you're streaming. See you next time on Your Ag Empire.